podcast where once a week we argue that old chestnut, which is better, X or Y. Also, a chestnut appreciation podcast. I am your host, Tyler, the Super Bowl II, the greatest sequel ever played of this podcast. Uh, I am your co-host, Jordan, the Super Bowl fifteen of this podcast. And I'm Kevin, I'm also a host, and the 1940s NFL championship of this podcast. Is that is that what? one of the ones that the Cleveland Browns won, Kevin? Uh, no, they won the last one. Or it might they might have won 40, I can't remember, but I know they won the like last Like just one. The, the last one in history? Yeah. Like is that some kind of prophecy in, in the Cleveland? Yeah, because they ended it in 1969, and so they... They won the last NFL back, championship. Back in the summer of 69? That's right. We had a band and we tried real hard, but Jenny got a job and Susie got laid or whatever it goes. I don't know. <laughs> um, Thanks, Brian what happened on What happened on Super Bowl 15? Uh, it was one of the ones my beloved Philadelphia Eagles lost, so... <laughs> and and you just you just remember that as, as uh, a reminder of what could have been? Always. By the way, in honor of New York sports, I've this I've I'm referring to all sports teams in the singular now. In honor of the Yankee game and the Giant game and the Nick game. So this Super Bowl is gonna be the forty nine Raven game. <laughs> uh here in Pittsburgh, ever since the Steelers lost, people have just been shuffling with their heads down. <laughs> like it's 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 as a they, pretty sad atmosphere. As now, they play would the, you say the that peanuts music? Would you say that every day they're shuffling? Uh, I would definitely say that. I don't think a single person's changed out of their slippers since the since the Steelers lost the football game bowl. So, thank you so much for joining us. It is Super Bowl week. Uh, as you probably gathered, this is Ninjas vs. Podcast, a podcast where we take questions submitted by you, the listener. Would you rather and versus questions, and we hash them out here on the show. So let's go ahead and get started. Our first question comes to us from Michelle Palo, who wants to know, would you rather always have to skip everywhere you go or always have to rhyme the ends of your sentences? So every two sentences you use have to rhyme. And then you can come up with a new non-rhyming word. So every sentence Go. has to rhyme, and I must do it all the time? <laughs> it's as bad as you would guess. Um, the answer to the question is yes. <laughs> in this scenario, can I punch Jordan in the head until verily he is dead? <laughs> yes. Um... So, skipping everywhere, I mean, that's, you're gonna, you're gonna look goofy, but you're also gonna look pretty jolly. Like, people are gonna see you in your business suit, just skipping down the side of the road, and they're like, oh man, it's, it's like in, uh, however many days of summer, where that guy's having a really great day. 500. They're going to- 500 days of summer. Uh, yeah, those days of summer. It's gonna be like that. Everyone's gonna envy your joy as you travel place to place like man that guy he's got it right or you could just be doing the most sad dejected skip of all time that's the thing people are gonna think tears are running down your face and you're still skipping wherever you have to go but people are gonna think they're tears of joy they're always gonna think that you're happy even if you're not so they're like oh man that guy's life looks pretty good like Actually, no, I owe a lot of money to the mob. Can you please help me? Oh, what a joker that guy is. Uh, can't we make him anything more than vice president? Although that is going to throw off the mob. When when they're chasing you down that back alley and they see that you are pleasantly skipping away, that's either going to confuse or just enrage them. Oh, shoot, you're right. They're just, no, they're just going to be like, man, I don't I don't know where that guy gets it. He's in he's in eight G's deep and he's still loving life. We gotta take a we gotta take a picture of that guy and then take a page out of his book. <laughs> We're gonna turn the mob around. It's gonna be different from now on. Hey, so Skippy, so put him on the job. <laughs> that would also <laughs> strike strike fear in the hearts of your your hits as an assassin if you're just <laughs> skipping up behind them, just very very quietly in your kitten mittens. 
Oh, so if you were like gonna go on a murdering spree, would they call you the skipper? Yes. Uh, no, because as, as that long would as be... you murder the entire cast of Gilligan's Island. First. Yeah, I, I was gonna say you could only be called the skipper if you were on a ship as the captain of the ship. Wait, well, what if you were skipping around on a ship and you killed everybody? That would be a great career choice. That sounds like a good a good way to, uh, you know, fall off the ship accidentally and drown. So <laughs> So you're saying skipping is not the most practical of of transportation methods. Well, when you're not hunting while you're on the, the high most, seas. Uh, when you're hunting for the deadliest catch, you know, you got to have both feet planted on the ground. You can't be skipping willy-nilly. <laughs> But with rhyming, you can you can have a pretty lucrative rap career if you've got those 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 rhymes coming at you all the time. You're just gonna have to you know like play it off as a promotional thing and not the fact that you're under some genius curse and can't actually say non-rhyming words. Yeah, but the problem with that is they put in the question that it has to be. Uh, a B rhyme scheme, which is like, which is the rhyme scheme of children's books, because it's like, I would like that sandwich. I would not like to be in a ditch, and then like everything has to rhyme immediately after it. So you're just gonna like, all you're gonna be able to do is either make greeting cards or children's books, both of which are the most hollow lifestyles in the world, as everybody knows. Like you can't. They're gonna be like, oh, do you think maybe? You could rhyme your first and third sentences. Oh, no, you can't. I guess you're going to die alone now. That's a good point. It's also going to, if if you have interviews for anything else, it's just going to get on people's nerves really quickly. Like, you, you seriously are going to be stuck in, like, Disney on Ice type stage shows for the rest of your life. There's nothing else you're qualified for. So like what could you could you tell me a time when you had to overcome adversity? One time I had to dispose of a body, so I flushed it down the potty. <laughs> that was a that was a Tiny Toons episode, right? <laughs> uh, body go down, down the, the hole. hole. <laughs> and if you if you say one a word that doesn't have a rhyme then you're just going to have to say like make up some nonsense Dr. Seuss word to follow it up. Oh shoot. Right, like uh God forbid you end your sentence like today I would like to eat an orange. Uh uh the door I'm going to go grease the door hinge. <laughs> No, that what's, what's even worse than if you're going the Dr. Seuss route, then you just have to like make up some horrific acid creature and like the like the Glorange and he's like a big old fat purple well, he's basically the grimace, but you know, with the Dr. Seuss spin. Um Big problem with rhyming though is the Dr. Seuss contingent, because people are gonna think that you're trying to one up the Seuss, and people who love Dr. Seuss are like fanatical cult type folk. Like they're gonna, Ooh, that's they're true. gonna break your kneecaps. They have been trying to summon him back to life for a while now, <laughs> and they've only got Cthulhu every time. With those those pentagram bellied sneeches. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, Cthulhu again. Well, I guess we'll try in another month. Uh, this time we we got James Monroe. The Cat in the Hat was a demon, right? Like, that's why he wrecked so much havoc in the home and then had the magical powers to clean it up again. Oh, yeah. I thought the cat in the hat was one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. Well, four felines. Four hatsmen of the apocalypse. Jordan, you've been uh, notably mute on this one. How are you feeling about it? Um. Well, to be frank, I've been notably mute because I'm coming up with my final argument in a series of crimes. <laughs> so I've been hard at work behind the I, scenes. I really should have known that that's exactly what you were doing. Because it, it, it is the thing that would annoy me the most. So I should have just immediately gone there. I, uh. I, I honestly think that I... that skipping is the better option though because you're it's 
pretty joyous. You're just going to have to worry about if you like live on the upper floor of a house, you're going to be skipping everywhere. That's going to be a lot of clump uh, clomping for the downstairs neighbors to deal with. See, but you're just taking into account, like, what if you represent, like, what if you're, like, an ambassador and you're, like, skipping over to the, you know, the Japanese prime minister? No, no, that's the best because they're going to be like, oh, everyone in America must do that. Uh, <laughs> quick, quick, fall in. <laughs> well, no, because his pace. Somebody's going to take it as an aggress- a gesture of aggression and then they're going to declare war on us. So... I want to know who would take skipping <laughs> as a gesture of aggression. We we should declare war on them. I don't know Fiji. I don't trust those guys. They probably they do all kinds of unpredictable stuff. I got my eye on you, Fiji. Ah, uh, you could also attach little symbols to your feet and be one of those like one man bands and skip around Central <sighs> Park. Everybody hates raising those money. guys, though. Hates them because they're so so talented and no. they wish they could <laughs> no, multitask wait, that much. That's actually the opposite. Wait, which guys? I don't know. Well, I've never the, heard the, of this. The phenomenon. one man band guys who have the symbols on their kneecaps and like and then and like, like the, the drum on their drum. back. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. You mean like Dick Van Dyke and, and Mary Poppins? Mouth. Yeah, they're the best. Uh, they're the best around. Nothing's ever gonna bring them down. It's true. You what really if he just had a training sense. montage for the guy with a one-man band? <laughs> Where he just, just keeps adding instruments? <laughs> yeah, and he slowly masters them all. Oh, gosh. Hollywood, go right now. Story of Dick Van Dyke. All right, I think we need to take our vote. Kevin, which are you going with? Um, Boy, I, I was going real hard for rhyme. Uh... Because that could that could be spun to your advantage for your comedy career, like you could you could play that off as a, a lovable gimmick, as long as you have like really good material between the rhymes. Here's the thing, um, I'm a man who works real hard on the rebound with ladies, and uh, and in basketball, and in basketball, and he plays and a lot of basketball to impress the ladies. There, there ain't nothing that works on a rebound lady like a sonnet. And a sonnet is uh, A B A is A B A B A C C C C C C A A, and I couldn't get into that NBA. sonic groove if I you forgot to, about the know. NBA. Oh, and the NBA at the very end, Charles Barkley comes in. That's why it's a rebound poem. Follows the blue. Um, <laughs> so I wouldn't be able to get that sonnet groove. So I gotta go with skipping. Jordan. <laughs> so i here must choose you know it's you know it's good if he's already laughing yeah, at his own joke here it goes. so i must choose betwixt rhyming quips or be damned to eternally skip rhyming till your mind becomes sick or forced only to frequently frolic to skip around <laughs> for all it's worth or maybe become the next wordsworth I think the choice is easily made. Chicks dig poetry, so I'm getting laid. <laughs> um, that that is a very compelling argument. I uh, I think I'm going to pick skipping those so that I never have to do anything like that. Uh, also, oh I just it's it's the most joyous form of transportation. Like it's it's I I'll I'll learn to deal, and also I'll a, a very a very slow skip is just gonna look like a funny walk. You can play it off like you have joint problems or something. <laughs> so thank you so much for your question, Michelle. And next time you have to choose, and I hope you never have to, between always skipping or always rhyming, go ahead with skipping, cause it's 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 the transportation of the joyful it's the most wonderful skip time skip of, of the, the year skip year yeah um, also if you legitimately have to choose between those two don't there's got to be a third option there always is it's hidden <laughs> but yeah if you're in the middle of a field possibly a field with edelweiss and uh the hills around you could be alive then you definitely want to be skipping that's true
And maybe and make sure nobody finds out the truth about you that you yelled at your children and screamed at them and almost beat them so that they became a good singing group. <laughs> hey, Von, Von Trapp woman, not a good person. Go look it up. It's a Von it's Trapp. A trap. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I hope someone has done that before. Uh, our next question comes to us from Paul Bench. Thank you, Paul, who wants to know who would you rather have as a boss? J.J. Abrams or J.J. Jamison? Go. Uh, I thought it is it J.J. Jamison or is it J. It's J. Jonah Jamison. J. Jonah Jamison. And he is not the guy who invented Jamison whiskey. No, no, he is the guy who continually wants incriminating pictures of Spider-Man, whereas J.J. Abrams is the guy who continually wants smoke monsters. In like every aspect of his life, and also own is the director of every film that features the word "star" in it, and uh, iRobot. That's true. He, J. If J. J. Uh, Abrams is your boss, chances are you're working on the new Star Wars movie, Ooh, which glamour. could be a pretty great opportunity. You could you could have your voices heard. You know when you say like, "Let's bring back Muppets." Let's let's do that thing. Or hey, why don't why don't we, you know, like have C3PO and Chewie fall in love? Like you're going to you're going to have a say in those decisions cuz you're oh, you're working right under him. Forbidden Harry Beast versus Machine Love. But if uh if if J Jonah Jameson is your boss, then that means one of your co-workers is Spider-Man. Mm, that's true. Also, that's, you're... that's going to be really hard to live up to. No, that's going to be really easy to live up to because all you got to do is beat him up every day. And you're like, oh, yeah, you suck because you're not dressed as Spider-Man right now. So I can. Oh, the crap yeah, because he'll just well, be hold on, Kevin. Nerdly he's not Parker. Clark Kent. I mean, <laughs> well, it, right. Like he's he is yeah, probably his... Tobey Maguire, though. So you can probably yeah. still beat him up. Yeah, come on. Um, also, if uh, your boss is uh, J. Jonah Jameson, uh, your boss probably also bears, might actually be J.K. Simmons, who would be pretty cool to have as a boss. I mean, I can only imagine that if you're working with J. Jameson, then yeah, there's going to be a lot of verbal abuse. Yeah, you're going to have to work pretty hard to to meet up with headlines and deadlines and spedlines. But you're also going to get to, you know, just smoke cigars in the office. Probably probably have uh, a shot of bourbon every once in a while. Like he's he's a man who, you know, he gets his job done, but he knows he knows how to have fun in the office, too. Wait, Jay Jonah Jameson is the main character in Mad Men, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Okay, actually. that's what I thought. Okay, little um, known fact that it's based on a, a Marvel series. <laughs> um, is it everything nowadays? Yeah, every everything that you think is new and original is actually based on a graphic comic. Yeah, graphic novel, graphic please. novel, comic, Excuse whatever. Me. Please, those are real. This this is literature. Manga. Um, Wallace and Gromit. The problem with the J. Jonah J. Emerson Jameson situation is you're gonna have to pretend like his weird creepy obsession with spider-man is like totally legit and all just business like there's more going on a man who has his office decked in spider-man pictures uh is is not a man who's who's mentally sound and clearly infatuated and you're gonna have to play that off like it's nbd but but kevin let's let's look at this on the flip side if your boss is jj abrams you're going to complete the project that you've worked so hard on and like you put your your blood, sweat and tears into and you're going to look back on it and you're going to look at it and say, what did it all mean? <laughs> Why are all these numbers in here? <laughs> yeah. What, what was the polar? What what was the polar bear for? <laughs> you're, you're also. Oh, man, if you're working for Abrams, then that means you're going to have all of those lost fans you know, at your throat because they know that you were a part of that project. They're going to be constantly asking you, like, why was there a polar bear? And you're just going to have to be like, uh, I, I, I was, I was the second assistant key grip. 
I we don't know too, anything. We had too many assets. <laughs> we, there was a polar bear on set and he wanted to use it. <laughs> now, Tyler, oh. it would be true, though, that if you were working for J.J. Abrams, there's a decent chance you might run into uh, uh, Jorge Garcia. So, Or that would, that George Hampy of GeorgeHampy.com fame. That's right. Who is, who's represented by the Abrams agency. What is and- he? Uh, he is not J.J. Abrams, but Abrams artists. Um, <laughs> so to be J.J. Fair, Abrams personally. About that polar Essentially, bear. we're choosing between being George Hampy or Ooh. working for Spider-Man's boss. <laughs> Who also happens to be George Hampy. Who Spoiler also is alert. George Hampy. Spoiler alert, new Spider-Man. Um, uh, 2014, turn off the Hampy. Turn, uh, <laughs> turn off the hipster. Um to be fair about that polar bear, he was the director's nephew, so oh, they yeah. kind of had to put him in. Um, no, but you, you make a good point. Not only the Lost fans, but the Star Wars fans are also going to hate you. Because, again, like, even if it – well, and there's no way they could be worse than the prequels. But even – no matter how the new Star Wars movie turns out, it's not going to live up to people's expectations. And those fanboys have lightsabers, okay? That's true. Like, so and even be... if they are novelty ones, they're yeah. they're gonna you're they're gonna bruise you. Yeah, that plastic's been sitting around. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get something infected. Uh, and another problem is that like everything you love, uh, JJ is just gonna take and he's gonna try and like reboot it. You'd be like, hey, why don't we go and get some Captain Crunch? And he's like, what if we took Captain Crunch, <laughs> like gave him a really gnarly beard put him on a spaceship and then had him you know hunt down the tricks rabbit and the lucky charms leprechaun Go. that actually sounds genius and then why add, is that not made and yet? then and then punctuates every single one of his sentences with a horn sound boom <laughs> uh, you know, you're forgetting you know he has he has that set as his uh, you're his forgetting all the lens flares Oh, that's true. But also, I I don't think that's accurate, Tyler. I mean, he caters, I would say, almost too much to the fan bases of uh, pretty much every reboot he's ever done. So That's a good point. All right, we should probably take a vote on this. I am going to go ahead and say J.J. Jameson. Because if I'm living in the Marvel Universe... You've got to imagine that, like, journalism is where it's at. There is always stuff going down. There is no no lack of things to write about, let alone take pictures of. So I'm going to go ahead with that and be living in the shade of, of a very angry man with graying hair who's constantly screaming at me. Jordan? I'm going to go with J.J. the Jet Plane. <laughs> <laughs> Because because you're childish and cannot follow the rules of this podcast. Kevin? Going <laughs> with J.J. Abrams because he is at least immortal and you would only have to put up for him and put up with him until he died. J.J. Jameson is also found in the year 1602 in Marvel 1602 as an Irish colonist who prints the Roanoke Colonies newspaper, The Daily Trumpet, with the assistance of Peter Parquois, whom he orders <laughs> to learn more about the mysterious spider, believing him to be a threat to the colony. So, screw you, Marvel. You're the worst. <laughs> Why so would we, you ever do that? We have a first here on the show, a three-way tie between J.J. Abrams, J.J. Jameson, and J.J. the Jet Player. All right, I'll, I'll vote for J.J. Abrams because he's real. So, <laughs> Thank you very much. So, Paul, next time you have to choose between reading Marvel or going and watching one of those J.J. Abrams films, go ahead and watch some Abrams. Our next question, keeping in last year's tradition for our Super Bowl episode, is Ravens versus 49ers. The argument where we attempt to predict who will win the Super Bowl. Go. So this would be old-timey prospectors then? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, old-timey prospectors. You got some You got some gold rush geezers versus some young, spry, avian 
Ravians. Oh yeah, but but Gold Rush geezers, they're full of gold wisdom. They came all the way from Maryland and now they're out and they've been digging for gold for 42 odd years. They fought off Indians and Canucks and Russians and Chinese and every which manner of folk and they got something to tell you. And uh, plus they wear suspenders and that's awesome. Oh, that's true. They've also fought off witch folk. Um, that's, that's right. Which were were one of the number one causes of death during the gold rush. Being um, a witch, I'm. You know that is a good point. Those 49ers, they they are weather worn. They've traveled. They are no stranger to hard work. Whereas if you approach a raven, it's just gonna like quoth nevermore, nevermore, <laughs> nevermore. Like these these guys, they they hate hard work. They just they're they're like Bartleby. They prefer not to. Oh, but hold up though. You you touch on a very good point. The, that raven who's quoting might just drive that old man insane, like in that poem about that guy that was in the Simpsons. Oh, that yeah, that would probably be pretty infuriating. Yeah. If you are a near senile old man and there is a flock of ravens flying around with a football just out of your reach. <laughs> Oh, you concern-winging creatures. Because you know there's going to be a point where your suspenders fall and everyone's going to see your long johns with the butt flap, and that's on national television. <laughs> You're never going to be able to live that down. I don't think they had television back then. And well, birds, it, birds certainly don't have television. I'm just saying for on February 3rd, oh, I got this you actually saying. happens. Oh, so, so they're going to release... 16 or however many players are on a football field on one team, grizzled old prospectors, and 16 Ravens on a gridiron and just see what happens. Now, to be fair, the 11 is the number you're looking for, Kevin. Thank you. The 11 uh, Ravens all have bird flu. Oh, shoot. And they they have bird flu and SARS and any other possible So they're just bags of disease and if yes. the hit movie birdemic has taught us anything it's that when birds fly into things they actually explode yes these are also exploding birds from birdemic wait so but ravens are carrying birds correct yeah so they're they carrying eat, bombs. They eat dead crap carrying so, bombs carrying <laughs> carrying footballs well, well look if this becomes a football war of attrition they're gonna have to wait out for one of those old prospectors to die which might not be that long but those prospectors are going to get set to work right quick on some bean and beef stew and cook that up on a nice hobo fire, and they're going to be good to go for the long haul. Yeah, but those prospectors are from 1849, so they're pushing like almost 200 now. Ooh, that's true. They, so they're, they, there's they're gotta, real old. So they've got either so. either they're ancient and some kind of mythical being, or there's been some kind of Rip Van Winkle situation. Where they they drank some giants moonshine and Ooh, now they're yeah. they're waking back up and they'll probably be startled, frankly, by by all of the bright lights and flashing cameras around them. So that's something they're you're gonna have to deal with. Um, that's advantage true. advantage 49ers, you know that they're gonna have pockets full of you know dirt and lint and paper clips and. Like antiacids and 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 uncooked rice, and they're just gonna feed that to the birds, and their stomachs are gonna they're they're gonna swell up and explode. It's a classic raven blunder. <laughs> uh, their eyes are too not expansive for their stomach. Oh wait, uh, that reminds me though, ravens are gonna be able to swarm and devour you uh, until nothing is left but your magical screw eye. A la We're Back, a dinosaur story. <laughs> right. Wait, did starring that happen John in Goodman, that? Starring John Goodman as the voice of a, a very, very large T-Rex. Yeah, that totally I thought happened. you were referring to uh, Metal Gear Solid, but, you know, that works too. Did that also happen in Metal Gear Solid? How uh, many pop culture uh, events were there where Raven swarmed someone and just completely devoured them? Kevin, can you remember any uh, Vulcan Raven quotes off the top of your head? Snakes don't belong in Alaska. 
<laughs> they are pretty wise then if they know that much. Snake, um, are you familiar with the Umluk Eskimo games? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good at the ear pull. Good. You'll need that. I, I can't remember any other stuff. They said. Oh, um, the Ravens could also be just 11 clones of Scott Levy, professional wrestler Raven, who would... Uh, give deliver poems in all of his interviews, ending them right? with "Quoth the Raven, nevermore." That's a real thing. <laughs> or could it be? Could it possibly be eleven Teen Titan Ravens, which are going to oh. have swarms of fanboys writing fan art and <laughs> slash fiction? Yeah, no one's going to want to see that or read that. Uh, These could also be giant ravens, a la Dark Souls, that just are huge and swoop down and and carry you out of the stadium and and drop you off in, like, I don't know, a campground or something. They're they're not that aggressive. What if it's it's actually, what if they're all just Raven Simone? Oh, what if they are so raven? Insufferable. All the 49ers... (laughs) All the prospectors would look at her, look at the team of Raven Samoans and be like, oh man, that's so Raven, and then would promptly die. <laughs> well, I don't know. They might they might be smitten, you know, by by such a young and purdy thing that uh they might not be able to, you know, get their get their bloodlust up and start you know, killing folk. Also, Raven's going to have the advantage of being able to look into the future. Like, she's going to know every play before it's played. She's going to know exactly if the toss is going to be a heads or tails, and you know that she's going to jump on that Papa John's free pizza promo that they're doing <laughs> right now, where you can to get clarify, a free pizza if you call correctly heads or tails. To clarify, these powers are attributed to raven Simone, correct? Yes. She can see the future that her career is not going to go so well. <laughs> Yes, it's really that's that's the last episode of That's So Raven. She sees this. she sees her future after the show is done and just kind of no. weeps for a while. How about how about this guys? Uh Raven is the stage name of a certain David Petru- Petrushkin who is a drag queen and contestant on uh the second season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh man. And followed that up with regular appearances on RuPaul's Drag You all three seasons alongside fellow competitors Morgan McMichaels, Pandora Box, and Juju B. <laughs> well, you know that, you know, they're going to be in shape from all that racing. It's also hard to stand in heels or so I'm told. So they're going to they're going to have poise and grace. Whereas those 49ers, they're just going to they're going to get in there and immediately start gumming things. Yeah. They're going to boil down that football in hopes of eating the leather. Wikipedia does inform me that a 49er is also a type of dinghy. Oh. So, so if you need to sail just, away. We may just have uh, a whole bunch of boats lying in the middle of a field. Which that would be terrible then. But also pretty immune to ravens. Uh, that's true. There's, if there's one natural weakness of ravens, it's boats. Oh, man. All right. Well, I just I think found, I found a, a piece of information that has sealed this this uh, decision for me. So Go ahead and take your vote then, Jordan. Uh, my vote is for ravens because Wikipedia informs me that there is a band called the 49ers, which is an Italian, Italo House, and Eurodance project. <laughs> And that sounds awful. Amazing. No, it's not a band. It's a project. Well, no, it's an it's experience. It's under 49ers band. <laughs> no, they're yeah. actually, it's their band from from all future talent shows. Was, Two of their songs was... reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot Dance Club play chart. What were those songs? I'm always checking that chart. Touch Me and Don't You Love Me. Don't you love me? Touch me. Uh, Prospectors are always saying that. Um, I'm going with 49ers because these dudes lived the game Oregon Trail. So whenever they get into a tight spot and it's fourth and 15, they'll die of dysentery. They're going to know exactly what to do, which is to have the Indians 
cock, you know, cock that wagon and pay him to get him across that that uh, first and goal line. <laughs> is that is that how um, uh, Oregon Trail worked? Like, hey, Indians, do you want to just like plug up the holes in this wagon so I can float it? No, basically, the river? when you got to a river, it was always like. You can either pay the Indian guides to take you through the river, you can caulk it up and hope that Uncle Paul doesn't drown, or you can just ford it and hope that the water's not deep enough that your oxen don't float away and you gotta shoot them. Um, a metaphor for every Super Bowl. And I am going to go ahead and go with the Raven. Because you know those 49ers, like they they never have very keen eyesight. Like they're they're gonna they're gonna have one lazy eye just kinda off in no man's land, and then they're gonna have a glass eye that they're constantly, you know, spitting right. out and And let's, let's not forget and then popping it back in, and that's just no one wants to watch that. Let's... We only want pretty people and birds on television. Yeah, and if, let's not if forget taught anything. Let's not forget that uh that miner, 49er, he uh, he wants you to think he's going for the gold, but all he really cares about is his darling Clementine. So, yeah. So he he you you're saying that he would um he would belong better in the uh, the Orange Bowl. I'm saying if all he cares about is Clementine. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> the Citrus Bowl actually would uh, be uh, the ideal the ideal choice. So thank you so much uh, for tradition we aren't thanking anyone so when you have to put down your bets and i hope you are because that's the only way to feel anything anymore in this modern day (laughs) and age go ahead and put Uh, all of your life's earnings on those ravens because it's they're clearly the choice of champions our next question comes to us from murph murphy thank you murph who says, because it is customary to eat chicken wings in honor of all those superb owls out there, would you rather eat the world's hottest chicken wing at a Super Bowl party, so hot you have to chug milk the rest of the night, or eat the world's rawest chicken wing, assuming it's been cleaned pretty okay? (laughs) I got news for Uh, you. Just because it's been cleaned really well doesn't mean you're not going to get salmonella from it. uh, he doesn't even say cleaned really well. He says cleaned pretty okay, which means you're definitely getting salmon out. Now, now that isn't for sure. I I may have ha- accidentally in in you know throes of passion eaten raw ish chicken, and you know I've I've turned out fine. See, it's it's a gamble. You don't know that you're gonna be spending the rest of the Super Bowl in the bathroom. But with the world's hottest chicken wing, you know you're going to have to be chugging milk the whole time. And that's just going to lead to, you know, to milk sickness anyway. Yeah, uh, you're going to have a hot sound like throat. it's a problem. I love milk. Yeah, plus, I mean, just because you're chugging milk the whole time doesn't mean you can't participate in the party's festivities. You just mix a little beer in with that milk. You drink right. and it up. Let's not forget, which one of these two is going to give you bragging rights? <laughs> the guy who eats the hottest wing on the face of the earth? Or the guy who ate the chicken wing that wasn't done. He was too now, impatient to let it get it cooked. Is, it is the rawest chicken wing, though. So Does that mean what you if, pulled it right off of a just, chicken and started That's going to look pretty B.A. Like, if you have someone who is uh, rooting for the opposite team you are, as soon as you get a touchdown, get up in that guy's face and chomp into a until recently living chicken wing. That's going to be pretty intimidating. You're going to have bragging rights for a while. Here's the problem with that, though. To get that really raw chicken wing, you're going to have to keep a chicken until you are ready for the opportune moment to bite its wing off. And I got news for you. Chicken poop smells real bad. There's going to be so much. Wait, 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 wait. How do you know that? Uh, Unlike you two... uh, fine metropolitan city folks i live in the country so i know all about the smells of various types of livestock's feces but and i can you... identify them at will and i can tell you the two worst are pig and chicken wait how did you are you like walker texas ranger that you could just like lean down next to a pile of animal dung and just be like 
chicken. <laughs> yes, that's accurate. Uh, rat terrier. And if he puts his ear to it, then he can, you know, hear how far away the chicken is, <laughs> based on the 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 vibrations. This a chicken lie old. here. It that was bound. <laughs> its bonds were cut. It took a poop. <laughs> then it wandered into a character that's voiced by Gimli, but just a little bit lower. His voice a little lower. Oh, I wonder if it made it to the other side of the And road. a little slower. Um, so that's, I, I don't, if you have that world's hottest chicken wing, though, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt your throat. It's gonna burn your lips. Yeah, you're but gonna, you're gonna only, be blistered. Only Whereas for... with the raw, you're just gonna like, you know, maybe you're gonna puke your guts out later, but at least you don't have like collateral damage. At least your face isn't flushed for the rest in- of eternity. Incorrect, Tyler. It says distinctly in the question, this is only going to last for one night. Oh, so that's true. that E. coli slash salmonella, I guarantee is going to be more than a one day experience. And it is going to be mighty unpleasant to get food poisoning from eating that uncooked chicken wing. Ooh, well, but go ahead. Okay. You get salmonella right after the Super Bowl. What better way to extend your Super Bowl, uh, you know, vacation fun time by hanging out in the hospital for like three days? Oh, guess I don't have to go to work and I can just bask in my team's victory or utter defeat. Now, let's go ahead and bring it to a practical level. Because as we always do, um, as we're always aware on this show, the most important thing is which is going to impress the ladies more. Now... If you eat that, if you're like, hey, girl, watch me eat this super hot chicken wing. And you're just like, oh, shoot, oh, shoot, oh, shoot, oh, shoot. I need to, I need to chug milk for the rest of the night. That's going to, it's going to look pretty wimpy. Whereas, you know. Uh, or she'll be incredibly attractive to your strong bone structure that you're sure to have. <laughs> hey, girl, you know I love calcium. Uh, I ain't getting no osteoporosis. <laughs> No or you can just bones. be like, I, I'm, I'm a real man. I take my chicken rare. Really rare. <laughs> and also, like, if you if you have to be chugging milk and eating celery and doing whatever other home remedies there are for really hot stuff, then your, your lips are going to be preoccupied for the rest of the evening. Whereas if you subtly eat raw chicken, you're probably going to be sick the next day. Not, not like immediately. Yeah, but you're gonna be able think... to chat them up and then be like, "Oh, hey, it's when you win the Super Bowl, you like kiss everybody near you, right? It's like a New Year's thing." This how it works, right? And then you give everyone else salmonella. Yeah, and then you have like a sweet, like you know, hey, remember that time we all got sick in the Super Bowl and all the guys kissed each other? That was great. Uh, I'm not convinced that. Eating that giant hot wing, you're going to have to chug milk the rest of the night. I think all you got to do, eat that hot wing, and then just dip your entire face into ranch dressing. I think you'll be fine. Or and how about that's the best feeling in the world. How about yeah, this, Kevin? it makes a really nice mask. How about for your counter pork. that hot wing, pull out right out of your pocket that icebreaker's gum? Because if I've seen, if those commercials are accurate, I just got to pop one in Ooh. there, and I'm like shooting out frost breath. So... Oh. Well, you're shooting out frost breath with ladies attracted to it. Right, yeah. exactly. And you can tell them all how, how ice it is to see. I'll them. also throw on some Axe Body Spray. <laughs> Ooh, better yet, Axe Body Spray that's the exact scent of that spicy chicken wing you just ate. Oh, yeah, you know no lady's going to be able to resist that. Oh, uh, hey, girl. Oh, no, I'm not covered in, bar- in barbecue sauce. Mm, girl. That's just my musk. Um, so let's go ahead and take a vote. I am going to go ahead and go with that raw chicken because there, there have been a number of times when I've gotten out cold leftover chicken and, you know, chowed down and we're like, huh, this doesn't look like it's cooked all the way through. I could heat it up, but I'm really hungry. 
Yeah, and there's also and a number it's of times always worked out fine. There's also a number of times where Tyler has been a huge, huge baby about eating spicy food because he's a big yeah. Old that's baby. very true. I'm so also I'm going to vote thing. for the spiciest wing because I want the bragging rights. Man versus food over here. Also, I love milk. <laughs> hey, girl. Let me t- let me tell you how much I love milk. It's great. Sometimes when I order it, they give it to me in a sippy cup. Kevin? I've, thought, I've honestly thought about doing the gallon challenge just because I enjoy milk. Kevin, break this tie. I'm going with the uh, with the rare chicken, the salmonella. Yes. Hopefully, I'll be able to get sick really quickly and not have to watch the halftime show because it looks like it's going to be terrible. Yo, you don't like that Beyonce? No, no, I don't. Also, I just looked up. Did you know that every Super Bowl halftime show has a theme? And last year's theme was polytheism? (laughs) And the theme before that was Tron Legacy. (laughs) Yeah, so essentially the same theme. Um, <laughs> fun fact, my uh, much-talked-about artist roommate, Sam, has just started a new band and is playing his first show on Friday, February 1st. The name of the band is Bed Bath & Beyonce, uh, and it is an all-Beyonce cover band. <laughs> he is the lead singer. I will be attending their show. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, you should as well. Our final question comes to us from Geodude Lawton. Keeping in the tradition of referring to the Super Bowl as the superb owl, who would you rather have live in a tree in your front yard? The owl from The Legend of Zelda or Mr. Owl from the Tootsie Pop commercials? Go. Uh, And The Legend of Zelda owl, since uh, Jeffrey was not kind enough to fill in our listeners, his name is Kepora Gabora. Yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah, the owl from Legend of Zelda who turns you into salt if you look him in the eyes. Yeah, I can tell you the the first main problem with uh, going with Kepora Gabora as uh, the owl living out in front of your your house uh, is that every morning when you step outside to go to work, he's going to start talking to you and he's going to rattle off a long, long, long spiel and you're tired in the morning. You, you just want to get to work and get away from this owl. And he's just going to go rattling on for like 15 minutes. And at the end of his discussion, he's going to be like, did you get all that? You want me to repeat it? And you're just going to be like, "Uh, yeah, whatever. And then he's going to keep you for another 15 minutes. He's going to repeat the entire thing because you were too dumb to say no. And after you said yes, then he doesn't take no for an answer. And it's going to you're going to have to stand out in the cold because, you know, he's not going to let you pass until you listen to him. But with the Tootsie Roll owl, like, you're going to give him, you're going to ask him questions because, you know, he looks like some kind of brainiac poindexter. And he's just going to give you, like, really obnoxious, uh, smart aleck answers. Also, he'll eat all your candy. That's true. Although, why why are you handing candy to the to owl in your yard in the first place? It's not like it's Halloween or something. You don't have an obligation. I don't know. I... I just don't think I can get over those trust issues that I would have with the owl from the Tootsie Roll Pop commercials. Yeah. I know that he's stolen kids' candy before. I know that he was the principal player in the Enron scandal. I don't think I could trust him. I think every time I would just be like, he's going to he's gonna shift me right when I turn around, isn't he? Good point. He, and he, he has those powerful mandibles. Wait, That's birds right. don't have mandibles. Beak, jaws. He has Wait. that thing. And you know that he could just as easily, you know, crush your head with his with his powerful, powerful mouth if you don't give him that candy. Well, and he's got that. Like, who's he trying to fool? He's got that graduation cap on. Like, where did that dude graduate from? Arizona State? Like, there is no college that's going to accept an owl. So everything, everything about him just exudes lie. Whereas... Uh, I mean, uh, on the other hand, though, minus for the owl from for Kepora Gabora, uh, I've never played Legend of Zelda, but apparently you meet him inside Jabu Jabu's belly, 
And I don't want to be anywhere near a dude named Jabu Jabu's belly. That is not a thing that I ever want to be a part of my life. Oh, this is the part of my life where I was inside of Jabu Jabu's belly. Well, in, nope. in Oot, you don't actually meet him inside Jabu Jabu's belly. You meet him outside it. Uh, but you're going to, you're going to, no, Oot, Kevin, come oot, on. Please, oh, get with the lingo. Kevin, please. Kevin, As opposed please. to hot. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, but with the Al from Legend of Zelda, at least you're going to get like a sweet theme song that plays every time you encounter him. And you know somebody's somebody's gonna take some Jay Z rapping and layer it over that, and it's gonna wind up being pretty sweet in the end. A la the Ocarina of Rhyme. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think uh, the Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop Owl has much chance to create any fat beats. That's very true. Oh, though, plus maybe for the... one, a two, a three beats. <laughs> plus for the Tootsie Roll Owl, though, he is stopping children from becoming obese because he's eating all their candy. Mm-hmm. So he but... is. Oh, he's stamping. That was his whole plan the whole time. He's trying to stomp out childhood obesity. I'm oh, sorry, wow. I ever doubted him. Oh, That's pretty shoot. noble of him. I feel Tootsie really Pop bad. Owl, you are truly wiser than us all. Oh my gosh! I feel, can I apologize to him? Although, if the police come to your house, and they're going to be like, "Hey, this this guy's under suspicion of you know like stealing flat screen TVs. Have you seen anything get brought in through the door?" He's going to say a one, a two, a three. And then he's going to bite one of their heads off. And Wait. you know that's that's just leading to, you know, a SWAT team situation. And they're gunning him down and, you know, so wait, bashing the door in. This is Sting that's doing this? What? <laughs> From the police. Exactly. Uh, All right. We, we're running to the end of our show. Let's go ahead and take a vote. Uh, Jordan? Uh, I will vote for Kapora Gabora because he can turn his head upside down and look like a turkey. <laughs> As we all wish we could. Kevin? Uh, I am going to vote for Mr. Owl because I would like to meet Sting. And I am going to go ahead and vote for um, Zaza Gabor. Uh, the owl, because he there, there's so much wisdom that he has to share. Whereas Mr. Owl, he's he's just gonna make a really weird commercial where for some reason there's a naked little kid with candy, and I don't I don't like any part of that. I just get him get him out of there. Find a home for this guy. So thank you so much for your question, Geo Dude, and thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Ninjas vs. Podcast. If you would like to submit a question to the show, you can do so by emailing ninjas versus podcast. That's versus VS no period podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on our Facebook group where we chat some, where we post funny pictures and YouTube links and you know, we love to interact with you. So go ahead and hit us up on there. If you feel like helping out the show, uh, go on to iTunes, rate us, review us it really really helps a ton and you can also find us on twitter tweet at ninjas versus podcast or tweet with the nvp hashtag and jordan do we have a tweet of the week um we do not any from our regular listeners but we're gonna go back to our our old friends on the nvp cheerleading team um <laughs> oh man how have they been doing <laughs> I, yeah, we used uh, to keep so up to date with their progress. I've, I've really <laughs> been concerned about these ladies. And maybe one, like, strong guy whose job well, it is to... Well, they, the they went period. to regionals. Um, and it looks like Pom- it, Sydney Canteen uh, at Squid Can 10 uh, informs us that... Squid, uh, Squid Can 10? Yeah, Squid Can 10. Um, Palm and Cheer are two different things, and they both did awesome today. 
And oh, Renee Weil says, I live for days like today. Love my team so much. Hashtag regionals. Hashtag crushed it. Hashtag MVP. Uh, and yes. you can also check us out at ninjas versus podcast dot eric Taribio, that's e-r-i-c-t-o-r-i-b-i-o dot com and you can stream episodes there and you can also check out some of the awesome spam comments that we get on our episodes uh like our most recent one from sam at earnmoneysecrets.com oh i need these who says amazing sports picks I won $342 my first day. Second day, $773. Third day, $1,423. Click here at http slash earnmoneysecrets.com. So that's, uh, evidently that's our new sponsor. Check out Earn Money Secrets uh, and learn the secrets to earning money. And we also have a great... Submission from Replica Ray-Ban Sunglasses that says, Valuable information. Lucky me, I found your website by accident. And I'm shocked why this accident... And I'm shocked why this accident did not happen earlier. I bookmarked it. (laughs) And evidently, Oakley Gas Can Sunglasses Wholesale said, As soon as I found this site, I went on Reddit to share some of the love with them because if there's anything redditors need it's it's some love it's some loving they're just it's just they're they're crying out really go get it go get that love uh thank you to sparrows and crows for our outro song ultraviolet bliss and thank you to animal tropical for our intro song 20 miles our final question keeping with our ninjas versus theme ninjas versus Linebackers, go. Ninjas, because they're so fast. They're going to get right around that line. And then they're going to run in for a touchdown. And then, oh, wait, no. Never mind. Linebackers, because they're not going to know what to do. They're going to get right to that one-yard line. And then they're going to be like, I, I don't understand this. Why aren't we killing people? Uh, I, I will vote for ninjas. Only because Roger Goodell won't allow the linebackers to play the game of football. Uh, he refuses to let them go all out. And, you know, he's turning the game into a mockery of what it once was. Uh, and it's just a bunch of pansies right now. So, And I am going to go ahead with linebackers. Because no matter how many shrouds and smoke bombs and kunai you have, you're still going to get sacked. So thank you so much for joining us. As ever, I'm Tyler. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kevin. And until next time, figure out why Tyler Axa can't speak English. <laughs> it's so true. I am. Uh, why did Axa I ever can't. major in this? <laughs> no, that's actually um, when you refuse to use a can. Of Where axe. we dance out Axa in the uh, no, it's when you it's when you're Gotta asking for a can. Real talk though, I can. There, Papa John's yeah, doing a promotion where you can go on their website and bet on what the um, all the I've seen that. Yeah, the heads or tails. And, and if you get it you right, have, you get a coupon for a free pizza. If you okay, have one friend, just both of you are getting a free pizza. Oh shoot! Uh, Kevin, even better. Are you ready for this? If you have multiple emails, if you have ten emails, you can get five free pizzas. Oh man! I'm gonna set up so many emails and get so many pizzas. This is so worth it. Jordan, what was your impulse buy? Yeah, come on. Uh, I walked in there thinking I wanted to buy the ingredients for an Alabama Slammer. Wait, what uh, is that, is, first of all? Uh, the Alabama Slammer, which I'm going to do this at some point because it sounds delicious. It's Amaretto, Soco, and Slow Gin with orange juice. It sounds pretty okay. good. So it's a pretty hefty that. drink. But I said I didn't want to buy three different alcohols uh, and have to stop somewhere for orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> all for one drink. 
So <laughs> that was I really happened, the, that I was really the pod. Uh, that's that's the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, Having to stop at one. one other place to find something as rare as orange juice. <laughs> to be fair, it would have cost me like way more than my alternative, which was to To be fair it. That's a I, that's a I picked up a bottle of Cat Daddy Moonshine. <laughs> oh how you go blind yet? <laughs> 